0: Happy spooky season, everyone! Welcome to the first of many one-off specials here at Lit Kid Lit, and we're going to start this one with a classic. Benicula, a rabbit tale of mystery. Hey, so just to level with you, This is a comedy
1: podcast, but... In case all the swears and less-than-healthy coping mechanisms aren't clear enough, this show isn't for kids. Listener discretion is advised. Alright, that all said, on with the show. Hey, welcome to Lit Kid Lit, where we read about a pet cat harassing a rabbit while, you know, enjoying the spooky season. If you know what I mean. If you know (laughs) what I mean. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. (laughs) Hey again, guys. Uh, So I'm Nika. And I'm Kara. And welcome. Welcome. So this is, it's spooky season,
0: and therefore we're doing the quintessential spooky season book, Benicula, A Rabbit Tale of Mystery. And my goodness, I read this when I was, for me, the way that I found this book was in my elementary school's library. Mm -hmm. They would switch around what titles they had, like, showing on the... Actual, oh yeah, like the, the, entrance the, when you would walk in,
1: the like teaser like, recommended, for... yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, The teaser sh- exactly, and so this was one of those, and I remember just seeing a bunny with fangs, and I don't know what this says about baby Nika and adult Nika, uh is just that I was like, yeah, this seems like something
1: I'd enjoy. Oh, totally. And <laughs> well, children love being it's... scared, first of all. So like, like pe- I feel like people forget that that kids super love being terrified uh, yeah. in a way that is safe and they can engage with it like in media and stuff like right. that right 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 right. my family had this book because my brother who was older uh my mom likes to say he did not like to read he he wanted no part of it until she found mm-hmm. a book series that he actually enjoyed and liked and that was Benicula and the Benicula books so I had like Aww. the nineteen eighty some 1980 something edition of Pinocchio in my house which oh i love can we talk about the illustrations in Pinocchio let's talk they're, about the illustrations gorgeous beautiful they're beautiful the way that they use uh so, so basically soft.
0: every chapter or every in multiple mm-hmm. times a chapter sometimes um uh, and there's only 9 chapters so it's not too crazy but the way that they use the white and the hatching to get the the Illustrative quality of it across. It looks beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: I love it very much. It's so beautiful. It's quite. I I read the. Um. I got. <laughs> I splurged. Got the Kindle edition 40th anniversary <laughs> for eight dollars or something like that. Okay, okay. And um, they had a letter from the author in the beginning as a foreword. Uh, and he talked about when uh, he got it published. Took it to an editor. He said. That uh, they were like, well, what kind of illustrations would you like? And he just kind of thought, "Mm, maybe something like Charlotte's Web, right? And as soon as he got these beautiful, they're so soft, so little beta, so so little like black blocks in it. So little hard, strong, consistent lines, everything fucking... Harold the dog, he looks like he's been treated with sea salt spray. Like he just has beachy waves. That wavy, yeah. And I, I every illustration of Chester has such there's manic energy. That
0: cat looks, oh yeah, manic. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I feel like I feel like this was my just thought going into it. I feel like you and I are gonna have either. One, the same opinion, or two, vastly different opinions and we'll fight each other. There is no middle ground here. And I'm excited about that. Okay, Uh, My edition of the um, PDF that I read, Mm -hmm. uh, I did some digging and clicked multiple library, interlibrary links until I Mm -hmm. got to Mm -hmm. something that gave me a PDF. You hacked the mainframe.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I hacked the mainframe. Um, my my intro, and this is specifically I, I, I want to bring this up mm-hmm. just to just as a little bit of a somber moment. Um, but so oh, this book yeah. was co-written by Deborah and James Howe. Deborah and he were both out of work actors uh, that had been you know theater mm-hmm. kids and theater adults, and they just sat down at this bright red kitchen table and were like, "Let's write a kids' book." They didn't know the first thing mm-hmm. about it. Uh, they just storyboarded these characters with each other, wrote this thing, published it, and uh, Deborah passed away from cancer several months into writing the book. She never got to actually see it printed, and she died when she was thirty-one. Yeah. So she, this this first book of it all carries along so much of her her heart and her spirit, and I think that it's it's really beautiful because um yeah. James went on to say that when he would get letters from kids uh they would be like why did you use so many big words and what what books are these references to and he realized that it was like it they wrote a book that they would find funny Mm -hmm. that they would enjoy as much as they wrote it for other kids and stuff it was so i think that that's sweet and i just wanted to it was truly it was a labor of love
1: right Mm -hmm. like not necessarily in the way that phrase is usually used but it is something that they yeah created together and
0: Yeah. yeah yeah Um, so, with that little somber thing aside, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's dive right in. This book starts. Oh, it goes with hard. a dog named Harold delivering a manuscript to like a detective or the editor. It starts out very almost noir to me. Oh, of like,
1: it makes the enclosed
0: think, story is true. It
1: makes me think. I wrote um, um, Do you remember the word it, where uh, it is a? book that is composed of letters and diaries and things like that there is a very specific word that i should have looked up before we recorded but uh epistolary epistolary it's got that fucking epistolary (laughs) vibe a little epistolary sprinkled in like a goddamn right and it's just enough um you know for for starters this book is short
0: as shit um my pdf version was only 56 pages so like and, and by the way, it doesn't start on my, my PDF until page, like, 14. So <laughs> it's maybe 50 pages, 40 pages, you know. It's, yes. It's, you can read it. With breakfast. It's great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's that got that little epistolary thing of, like, this is from Harold's perspective. This is how he took down events. And he tells you he lives with Mr. and Mrs. X called here the Monroe's to protect their identity, which I is know. real darn cute. And then uh, two, two boys, Toby, who's eight, and Pete is ten. And then the family cat, uh, Chester. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all the players, except for, of course, Bonicula, who we'll get to. Yeah. And then, oh, I love it. This is just so sweet and short and comfortable. It is. I, I felt like, it felt homie. like just settling down by a there, fireplace. There's screen. just enough.
1: There's just enough to give it the spooky flair that kids are after to make them think of like what they think of in horror movies. I remember
0: being scared of Bonicula as a child.
1: Me too. I read it now and I'm like, why? Did, was I? Why?
0: Why I was I scared? Attention. I had attention. I like, like I wasn't scared to the point of like, oh, a vampire bunny is going to exist in my life. It's not like a real thing. But yeah. I remember reading it and being unsettled. Yeah. Not yeah. sure why, but that it it works great for kids. So. A couple of things that we're just going to start off with, because this might not be our usual uh, series that we're talking about. But if you think I'm not going to call out animal bullshit, (laughs) you're deeply incorrect. Starts out with Harold the dog talking about how he loves chocolate cake and chocolate everything.
1: Oh, I hated this. No, the amount of chocolate this dog eats is unfucking tenable guys. And Chester drinks milk. That's stop giving cats milk. Please. Please. don't give cats milk and
0: definitely do not give dogs chocolate. Do Not <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> that's the worst. Grapes are also pure poison and will kill don't, dogs. No grapes. And onions. no grapes. Those are the three yeah. big, the three big. This will kill your pet. Please do not tell children to feed chocolate to dogs. Like, I know that they were actors, but did y'all ever even own animals? Probably. You know, there are people that don't. Isn't that weird? I can't
0: believe that. It's I weird. refuse to believe that.
1: <laughs> you're you're okay. You're valid. On
0: top of feeding dogs chocolate and cats milk, before the cat gets milk, the mother just gives this rabbit milk. Tries to. They go.
1: Yeah, they go to the movie bunnies. Theater. Come on, are you are you ki- are you kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? A
0: bunny. But the reason that Harold eats chocolate cake and and Chester drinks milk.
1: They are treated as people. Is brought up. Right? Which I- It's very cute. They establish very early on. Well, let's just- Let's start at the beginning. So, Harold and Chester are sleeping on the couch, chilling, uh, Max and relaxing all cool. And,
0: uh- Not shooting b-ball?
1: No, 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 no. Not today.
0: They don't have thumbs, but the the antics they get up to are everything (laughs) besides b-ball.
1: Yeah, there are antics that- (laughs) You know what? You'd expect thumbs, but they would <laughs> surprise you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, they come in and it's like, God, what is this line? Right? There is a... it was... let me find this line, because there's a crazy...
0: Is it like the dark and stormy thing? Yeah,
1: it's essentially dark and stormy, but it's also like... There was a flash of lightning, and in its glare I noticed that mister Monroe was carrying a little bundle. A bundle with tiny glistening eyes. And I'm like, ooh,
0: ooh Here's the fucking thing. That those tiny glistening eyes I never forgot. In my mind, I always associated banicula with like eyes glowing a in the dark, dark. room yeah. and eyes glowing. Yeah. Like I just I for some reason that's the image that stuck in my head. D- those three fucking words, but they did it good. They did it good. That's yeah, the flash of lightning and the glistening eyes. Exactly.
1: It's so beautifully gothic. There's so many it gothic is. elements in this that are just Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pathetic. Oh, there's so many. Anyway, so uh the
0: reason that these guys come home early from the movie that they're supposed to be going to. Chester and, and Harold were supposed to have a nice night in. Uh, but the family comes back early in this storm, having found a bunny rabbit at the movie theater. And here's a bit that I adore. The dirt box? Oh, no, go ahead about the dirt box. Oh,
1: so Benicula is found in a box of dirt, which is how Dracula was transported across the Atlantic Ocean. They had oh to my God, put him on his right. home soil. And I was just like, that's fucking, mmm, mmm, that reference. Ooh, that's baby. for the
0: adults. Exactly. What I was going to say is the next part is that Harold might be a little bit of a ditz, especially compared to Chester throughout the book. But he's like, listen, I've got Russian wolfhound in my veins. I can I can tell this is an obscure dialect from the Carpathian Mountains. I
1: love like, Yeah. I love, I love some so
0: Romanian much. sheet music. And it just says, take care of my baby.
1: Mm-hmm bless very sweet and so unassuming i love part of what i love about this book is uh despite everything that happens and there being the, these elements of horror if you look at the events as they occur they're just very simple and sweet and nothing there's yeah. no real threat or stakes to be honest except for when i think that's why it was comfortable horror for me as
0: a child totally. is that yeah. The horror was entirely in my mind. Mm -hmm. It wasn't forced upon me. Mm -hmm. It was that thing of don't show the monster, really, because what you can come up with is way scarier than what anyone can put out. Totally. And say, look upon this thing. And I love that because, yeah, all of the circumstances are just this nice, simple, cute stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just,
1: Mm -hmm. it's good. It's pleasant. So uh, Um, the family mm -hmm. starts talking about what they're doing with this bunny they make a cage and they argue about what they're going to call the bunny and that is the majority of what is going on in this chapter essentially Uh, yeah and it's very cute how much they how how they establish personalities even though the boys personalities is little brother big brother and that's about it you know that's all we need i'm good yeah (laughs) i think i've been around enough 10 and 8 year old boys you know I've had my fill. I don't need any more. This is enough. Right. I feel like most people reading it were also like that, too. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I really enjoyed that because,
0: I mean, the relationships of these people didn't matter as much as everybody else's relationship to the bunny. Mm-hmm. Right? So they were like, we don't need to go into what are Toby and Pete's whole thing. Yeah. Toby's little, Pete's big. Toby and Pete argue. don't need pathos.
1: Here. Fucking totally controversial don't. statement. <laughs>
0: me agreeing it was it is it (laughs) the rest of our audience fuck you (laughs) um
1: but yeah it's it's i mean this is this is established through a couple of little arguments it also focuses on the true relationship yeah it also uh establishes the true focus of the relationship which is chester and harold being like pedantic married old gays right they
0: really are though they have look we still need to finish watching bird cage or whatever the one with oh, robin yeah. williams the i bird haven't cage. i've never finished that movie i started it ha- and i got like 20 minutes mm-hmm. in, and then i had to go to D. but that was the vibe i
1: got right oh it's they to- really yes. do have that the old odd couple. married couple uh, like just yeah. like Ooh. but sherlock meets this is actually sherlock shipping you know what i mean like this is yeah more poignant <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a very Sherlock and Watson dynamic Mm -hmm. between the insanity that is Chester and just the sleepy acceptance of Harold.
1: I love Harold so much. (sighs) He's, He's uh, yeah, I mean, he's good. Please stop eating chocolate Um, cake. My God, Harold, please. Please,
0: yeah. Outright says like, oh yeah, Toby just gives me chocolate cake ever since. And I'm like, why? Mm. Is that the thing? So after fighting about the
1: name of the, the name for yeah. the
0: entire chapter. They settle on not Dracula, but Bunnicula. Bunnicula,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, this this name was put forward by Mrs. Monroe, and there's a cute little dialogue between her and Mr. Monroe. Mm-hmm. Because he's outright like, I wouldn't have been able to come up with a name like that on the fly. It's very cute. (laughs) It's very
1: sweet. And she's like, your name was good too, honey. And they like do a smoochie. I think Prince was a good. Yeah. It's very cute. It's very, it's very appropriate, like affectionate romance between parents. Right. Which was nice. Right. Nice.
0: Nice. Meanwhile, Chester immediately hates hates the beast. Hates it. Hates it. Wish they'd named him Fluffy.
1: Also, he took my milk. Like, ah, uh, that little rat. I hate him. <laughs> Chester immediately um, evolves middle child syndrome. Like, the hardest case of middle child syndrome there oh, ever yeah. possibly could be. Oh, yeah. So I uh, I find certain
0: phrases mm-hmm. in this book a clear indication of we as adults wrote shit that we would find funny because chapter two starts out with someone with chester saying that he developed a taste for reading books mm-hmm. whereas harold developed a taste for books yeah and just says i found jonathan livingston seagull particularly delicious mm-hmm. which is just mm-hmm. you 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 can oh, you, you, scamp. you little sh- you scamp Ah, uh, like i read that and i had to read it again and be like that's a stupid joke that they just like, yeah
1: I, I love this it. so yeah at the, we're at the start of chapter 2 2 of 9 it's a very short book um, mm-hmm. and they just establish like the kind of relationship that the animals have in their home and the fact that Chester uh, is named after G.K. Chesterton and was mm-hmm. given to the lit professor father with a first edition of A Tale of Two Cities Chester's just all about yeah. that literature. He just reads Chester's all been night.
0: reading. He's been reading literature since he was a kitten, and he he and is the sounding I think board, this is really
1: right. The sounding board for the professor's student lectures, and if he doesn't fall asleep, it's a success.
0: So cute. It's very that good. is so cute. It's it just further goes to cement the fact that these pets in this family are treated as as people and as part of the family. You know. Chocolate cake aside, it's the fact that the boys talk to Harold like a person. Talk to him about their troubles. Mr. Monroe talks to Chester with his lectures. and That's very cute. You feel immediately like it's the sense of ease Mm -hmm. and hominess. Mm -hmm. Love it. And so Chester reads books at night. That's the whole point of the establishing uh, backstory. And this chapter is essentially Chester recounting... What happened when he read late last night? Yes. Oh, Harold, I must, Harold, my love, I must tell you about everything that transpired (laughs) overnight while you slept. Let me tell
1: you my tale of mystery and woe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So he, uh, he was stewing over his lost milk, it's a direct quote, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he sits down to read Poe's The Fall of the House of Usher. Chester. I love the amount of gothic bullshit in this. It's so <laughs> cute yeah. little
1: novel. I
0: love it. And so he's gazing upon this bunny that finally inhaled as though it it's it's waking up and it's gathering sustenance from the darkness and the moonlight. And the little black marking that's
1: on its back is m- less like a marking and more like a little cape. <laughs> yeah, he get he when Banicula wakes up, he puts his ears flat against his back. He gets a wicked widow's peak and looks like he has a mm-hmm. caped cowl, um, which is so, oh. so cute. So fucking cute. Love him. This is a Banicula stand podcast. Is, and night. I... Then they get into, a, like, a little bit of a racist bit, turns out. Whoopsie.
0: Yeah, I was, I was thinking about how we were going to do this on the podcast.
1: Um, I figured just straight up saying, hey, folks. That's a slur. Gypsy's a slur. Yeah. The G word, that's not good. That's disrespectful to the Roma people. I know there's a lot of cultural stuff that that uses this right. word and this concept of caravans and, and all that stuff. Right. It's not, it's a, it's a stereotype. It's just not great. Um, it's a, yeah. People didn't it's, know it's very, a not didn't great know stereotype. better. Still not great. Still not cool. It's <laughs> all, that's about all you can say about it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Truly. Anyway. So just, awareness on that yeah they uh he he hears a violin and he's like oh this thing oh it's like this spooky Transylvania vibe right uh it's just his neighbor practicing violin they just have a neighbor who practices violin all
0: right I (laughs) love how the for the majority here's what here's what literarily is excellent and that's nine times out of ten all of chester's wild bullshit has a
1: rational explanation mm-hmm. except for the one
0: time that it doesn't <laughs> and that's what makes that
1: one time you know what else it is so much more fun it's a Mulder scully relationship oh my god oh, oh my god <laughs> oh! You don't understand scully you don't understand harold what if it is a vampire what are we doing here what is the government hiding from us
0: <laughs> um and so there's a there's a fun little illustration of 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 chester sneaking up on Banicula in the cage and, and the moon shining through it's so beautiful again everything is just so soft and delicate and nice mm-hmm. and just really helps plant you in that scene um but basically the way that chester tells the story is enough to spook harold but harold's still like
1: i don't really know how to parse what you're saying <laughs> harold does the thing where like that is kind of spooky doesn't really mean anything though does it right like like yeah. he's like but the consequences uh are none so <laughs> yeah you're
0: just saying that the way that the rabbit looks when his ears are back is spooky and he has and teeth. he has teeth which we both <laughs> yeah. have
1: Our teeth are also sharp, actually. And he's like, no, but
0: these are fangs. And they're like, we have fangs. No, you have canines. We have canines. Ours are different. (laughs) Chester, you little shit.
1: Yeah. I
0: remember when I first read this, Mm -hmm. I loved Chester and I still love Chester. I
1: love Chester, too.
0: And I just remember being like, "Why isn't
1: anyone listening
0: to Chester? He knows exactly <laughs> what he's talking about." Please get rid of the death bunny from your house. <laughs> and now, rereading it, I'm like, maybe Chester Needed did it. need that therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, <laughs> I still, I still am more of a Chester fan, I think, than a Harold fan. Oh yeah, I yeah, uh, just because I love the way he spins his yarns. Oh,
1: absolutely, I love, but I, I love a lot of Chester. But I also love the absurdity of Chester. Like I need him to be foolish. You know what I mean? Oh, he yes, deeply. Foolish, and
0: then yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, time passes uneventfully. The rabbit sleeps during the day, as does every other animal in the house, mm-hmm. actually, and awakens at night. Uh, and so Harold didn't really
1: have anybody to talk to. Yeah. In the day when he was awake. Also, because Chester has specifically chosen to stalk and and, just, and observe Banicula all night, so he's fully putting in his time to sleep during the day and not even ch- chat with Harold anymore. Um, yeah, and Harold just admit he's just like, yeah, it sucks. I'm lonely. Oh, my, my friends are too busy being goons or being a uh, mute. Because Benicula, yeah. although an animal, does not talk. Doesn't talk. Which yeah. is such a great, what a great little divide to be like, this is spooky. What is Benicula up to? What do we know? We'll
0: never know what he's thinking. What's he doing? Mm. He can't say. Uh, and yeah, I I think one of my favorite bits is when... It goes into on the fourth day. I caught Chester bleary eyed over the water dish, as though it's like <laughs> the cat coffee, right? Of he's just like, like having I'm a not
1: a morning person. <laughs> well, he's also he's having like a conspiracy board <laughs> manic insomnia. Who is Pepe period. Sylvia? <laughs> yeah, who is Pepe Sylvia? He he is being haunted in the way that people were haunted by by their gothic monsters too. But he's very much in the Edgar Allan Poe thing, right? Oh, super Edgar Allan Poe, super Dracula, Mm -hmm. super fucking Frankenstein. All of them did it. They all got worn out. They all did that. And it's good. It's a a good look.
0: We also learn that when Chester doesn't want to participate in a conversation, he starts bathing his tail, which is his way of changing the subject Mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to talk about. Which is really, like, lovely and fun. It's very
1: cute. His drama, his (laughs) drama, when he talks about he's like well last night you know I was staring at the pendulum of the grandfather clock and I decided to hit it a little and my god I hurt myself it hurt so bad look at it not only only that
0: where he's like limping and is like look at my my broken leg Mm -hmm. basically and then he's like it just recalled the days of my kittenhood when they would tie a ball of yarn to the door and I would bat at it and it would just hit me in the nose oh this pendulum that I gazed upon reminded me of the suffering that I endured as a
1: kitten. <laughs> You're just like, oh, Chester. He's so you, you little shit. He's the most. I love him so much. Melodramatic thing. He's so fun. He's so fun. But
0: what's very fun about the melodrama is that Harold has his own version of it because he sits down on the rug to chew his favorite shoe, and he's like, you know, they question my taste. This family questions mm-hmm. my taste and stuff. But once I stole a green sour candy why do the who eats green sour balls who does that I just wooed for two days because my mouth hurt <laughs> and it's like oh Harold you too buddy just god if that just ain't pets though truly yeah. yeah truly that is just pets yeah just days later to be like the betrayal
1: I have suffered you was, dropped food on the floor even... and it was not for me <laughs> So... You want to go?
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say... Anyway, Chester goes on these little rants about what Bonicula has been up to every night. And then he ends up saying, hey, okay, after the whole pendulum limping dramatically, look at how wounded I am Mm -hmm. in my noble quest. It looks like after I left the pendulum and then came back, someone put a glass in front of it. And... You know, then I just fell asleep. I I, I got hypnotized. Woke <laughs> back up. Went back in to look at, to look at Benicula's cage. Empty. Empty. Cage empty. Latch closed. I was hypnotized. Benicula wasn't there. And then he was at the refrigerator. And Harold's just very reasonably like, yeah, so it was one of the people we live with getting a midnight snack. And he's like, no. No. <laughs> Not unless he wears bunny pajamas and gets very tiny at night. Mm-hmm. Like, Chester, this entire time, has a goddamn flashlight under his face oh, yeah. giving himself the spooky glow. Like, he is purposefully hamming it up. He
1: is chewing and scenery. He is yeah. fucking full William Shatner throwing himself against the wall. So, the morning after Chester has followed Banicula on his midnight fridge run, and he's telling Harold yeah. about this, the family comes down for breakfast, and they see a white tomato... And they're all like, "Hmm, that's that's strange. That's not normal. What the hell's up with that?" And everyone's like, "Oh, I don't know. Oh, what's up?" And Mrs. Monroe is finally like, "Let's just cut it open and see." Turns out is yeah, it is completely like petrified and dried out. Uh, it and-
0: has no juice. There's no juice in the the tomato at all. Got no it's juice. It's like a husk. Can't run. No juice. <laughs> can't can't run. No juice. The tomato. No no more legs. No and everyone's kind of freaking out over this white tomato. My exact notes on this is I can't believe they took as many pages as they did just saying the same thing. The dialogue, Mm -hmm. I would love to do a reading. Like I think the pinnacle of acting should be people reading this fucking white tomato scene back and forth (laughs) to each other. Let's see how many times we can say it's a white tomato and have it mean something a little different every time.
1: It's so much. It is a lot. It's.
0: What's that? A white tomato. Have you been using your chemistry set? No. Why? Because there's a white tomato. Do you
1: know what it is? Gee, dad, it looks like a white tomato.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Toby. Well, it looks to me like a white tomato. Mrs. Mr. Monroe. You know, it really does look like a white tomato, but I guess it's just a white tomato. It's a tomato, but it's white. That's the it's bit a tomato for all right, two pages. But it's white.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, and they assume <laughs> that maybe it is. Oh, Chester! After hearing this, he goes, "White tomato, huh? Significant. They've said it about eight times. Significant, right? And uh... <laughs> yeah, he he says, but they didn't notice what I noticed. There were two holes in the tomato, fang marks." <laughs> I believe, so, yeah, and he decides to read *The Mark of the Vampire* that night. Oh my to, god! To do research, right? And
0: and he he asks Harold to join him after everybody's gone to sleep, and he's like, "Take a nap, so you can be awake with me at night while we read *The Mark of the Vampire*.
1: Mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. date." And Harold's like, "Yeah, I guess," and and pays more attention to bacon, which fair, fair.
0: Ditto. I'd do that all right um we then cut back to chocolate cupcakes with cream in the center again no no no. stop giving your dog chocolate do not it is a very cute bit though because it's toby being like oh harold you probably want this peanut butter sandwich right oh no oh here's something you want it's the green sour but oh you don't want that and it's just this very cute like boy and dog interaction that kind of classic like Disney vibe almost yeah. of like here's
1: boy and his Companion dog it's animal. very sweet they have, yeah. they have a bonding
0: they have a bond and there's a lot of Harold just being like ha ha my sides they are splitting
1: give me the fucking cupcakes
0: give me the goddamn cupcakes you little poison shit me. Poison, but then... me. <laughs> poison me but then they hang out and Again, it's that thing of, like, Toby just talks to him like he's a, a person, part of the family. He's like, I'm reading a good book. It's called Treasure Island, and it's by Robert Louis Stevenson. And I have to keep looking up the big words, but there's a parrot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Harold has no idea what the fuck a parrot is.
1: You know what? Same. At
0: all. And this is the bit when I just fully kin with Chester. Yep. He, I knew. I read because... this, and I was like, oh, here
1: we go. He fucking... <laughs> Here's Nika's part. Let's do it. Hit me with it. I've been preparing for 24 hours for this. Thank you. So,
0: (laughs) zygodactyly is when a bird has two toes on the front of its foot and two toes on the back. It's a whole two. It's four, but in an X shape. Being zygodactyl like owls. And parrots and certain other birds that are graspers, like parrots, they're zygodactylic because they have to grasp onto, uh, they use, the thing about being zygodactylic is you can rotate one of those toes mm. to have three in front, one in back. Mm-hmm. You, It's rotatable. And nisodactyly is when it's three in front, one in back, like permanently. Yeah. That, that's unnegotiable. Okay. Like most songbirds, other things basically every other bird so essentially there's
1: other kinds of dactyly but yeah. yeah so essentially zygodactyl is they are capable of creating a thumb-like appendage with the range a of thumb-like motion.
0: appendage with one of their things yeah that specifically the way that that muscle structure is set up allows them to grasp stuff firmly mm-hmm. that's what makes owls Predators that simply will not let go if they get their talons around you. Mm-hmm. Or a parrot, similarly, can hold can hold things and manipulate things. Very complicated,
1: nutcracking so, abilities. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so good old Chester, bless that boy, goes, mm. excuse me. Because uh, Harold's like, hey, Chester, what's a parrot? What is that? Chester goes, it's a tropical zy- zygodactyl bird. Order Psittaciformes. That has a stout, curved, hooked bill, is often crested, brightly variegated, and an excellent mimic. It's a little bird with a big mouth. And Harold just, God bless his soul, goes, I thought maybe it was an umbrella. I love him. I also thought maybe it was a lady pirate on account of how the words are kind of similar.
1: That's solid logic. Fucking love him! He's an angel. Uh, so they go to read the uh, the mark of the vampire and there's a very cute surprisingly long like all of these bits they're just cute surprisingly long bits right we have the white yeah. tomato
0: this whole book is surprisingly long bits that you didn't think would last that long but are very charming mm-hmm. so you don't mind yeah
1: yeah it, they're just fo- they're they're good times and they all they try to share a chair they try to share a couch cushion and Harold's like i am uh, five times your size bud Maybe maybe I can't sit on this with you, with a book, mm-hmm. and do this delicately, right? And, and <laughs> yeah. Chester's like, just do it! Just jump! What's your problem? He, like, lands on Chester, and Chester is upset and jumps away. And then it takes another 20 minutes for Chester to fully return, settle down, you know, uh, bring a snack, take a drink, and Harold's taking a nap. Yeah. He's just fine. He understands they've been married for how many years now it's fine
0: yeah it's fine and then chester eventually wakes him up and is like okay okay taking a little cat nap ha 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 (laughs) harold's like we're reading now okay (laughs) so they chester makes chester does this very fun thing you know the bit from office space it's the jump to conclusions matt
1: that's chester it's been so long since i've seen that but go for it so Chester Chester makes his argument, right? He he presents his evidence. He's like, they found him at a Dracula movie. You know what? That, va- that tomato had fang marks. He has fangs in the first place. And Harold's like, mm, so do we. He goes, no, we don't. He goes, yeah, we do. <laughs> he goes, no, we don't. It doesn't count.
0: There's a very fun, cute bit, too, where Chester manages to get Harold to chester's like yeah but what did the note around his neck say hmm and harold's like uh yeah it was an obscure dialect from the carpathian mountains i answered smugly Mm -hmm. and chester's like aha but what area transylvania gotcha got Mm him did it and harold's like what what
1: (laughs) what are we talking about Pardon? yeah and he says, "Oh, oh yeah my God, look, he can open doors and and do things that he shouldn't be able to do, and he bites vegetables on the neck, I guess uh
0: that bit that was my favorite bit that the fucking I love it so much. I stopped and reread it again because mm-hmm. Harold, you sweet stupid moron but uh, but he does bite vegetables on the neck. Vegetables don't have necks, Harold. They don't. They are just vegetables.
1: <laughs> vegetables are like that. It's like dogs. Dogs don't have brains. Dogs are like that.
0: <laughs> it's very cute. It's very cute. It's very bickering married mm-hmm. couple of mm-hmm. just like yeah you big lummix. How stop? I, it's
1: very balanced. It's very balanced too. For every like remark Chester has, Harold immediately can give it back and, and like be fun and
0: right <laughs> be fun or or show that he's intelligent in yeah. that he's like yeah i understand this obscure dialect for some reason mm-hmm. so all of your postulating
1: he, d- he has... doesn't
0: actually meet it i'm the one that has actual evidence
1: <laughs> yes yeah. he has the uh he's also just he's got that like emotional uh stability that that like solid good he's just a good vibes guy harold yeah, is all good yeah. vibes you know absolutely harold's
0: so many good vibes love that boy um but the last thing that chester does in this whole wild thing is he pour- dumps out all this white lettuce and carrots that he's squirreled away from behind Banicula's cage and is like look upon them there's more white vegetables but also oh god oh god why can't we heard a click in the kitchen Oh, where's Banicula? Oh no, it's dark in the house. I don't have night vision, says Harold. But I do, says Chester. Oh God, Harold, what is that? It's a white zucchini.
1: It's a white zucchini. I always pictured this being like a scream of terror when I read yeah, it. Right? That that stock, like,
0: ah! yeah,
1: yeah. Wilhelm yeah. screen, And then there's the <laughs> yeah. So we're finally into chapter five, right? Which is, mm-hmm. I think, like there's like three scenes that are the big scenes I feel like yeah this is the biggest in my mind
0: (laughs) it's so hard for this scene to not be the biggest thing that stands out of like action in this book Mm -hmm. I think
1: Mm -hmm. uh and just character so essentially what happens is uh they they all wake up in the morning and uh there's tons and tons of white vegetables and beans hey vinicula why are you eating beans that one's a little odd yeah maybe
0: don't eat white beans
1: don't think don't think bunnies are super into beans
0: they're legumes
1: Legumes. What? i don't think they're into peas how did he they're into, they're into the leafy stuff were they just how were they howdy you... what did what did he suck to make them white is what i consider Okay,
0: here's, here's, I'm gonna posit this. I'm gonna posit this. Mm-hmm. Bowl of green beans. Green
1: beans make sense. Green beans does make sense. I think you've cracked the case.
0: This is the biggest mystery of the book and we've just solved you it.
1: You fucking You're welcome.
0: It. We are the first people to solve it. This book came out in 1979 and we are the first yep. people to solve this I fucking mystery. I hope we've mystery. closed a chapter
1: on everyone's childhoods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by bringing this to your attention we're all thinking it we just Mm -hmm, said it out loud mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're welcome so they're astonished by the amount of white vegetables in the kitchen and they're like I don't know probably like a blight or something and uh Chester comes in and he's like I can't I can't believe how foolish they are I must show them through the art of charade he runs into the bathroom grabs a face towel ties it around his neck and does a, a full vampire act. He does a, a a crossed chest coffins pose. And sits up with his arms mm-hmm. out. Part of the reason
0: that the bath towel that he, or the hand towel that he gets matters is because there's this a, a bit, a fun bit of like, oh, no, they also got Mr. Monroe. And it's like, no, 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 he's not blighted. He just has shaving cream on his face. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to look for the, the towel to wipe it off. And then he's like, oh, God, it's on Chester. Why is it on Chester? And then everybody's just like. Oh my god. What what the fuck what is going is, on with the cat?
1: In, yeah, imagine your cat pulling this shit, right? Like <laughs> is the thing from a human's perspective, when you're a child you're like why aren't they getting this? This is obvious, right? Reading it now from an right. adult human's perspective, I'm just like this yeah, of course you would take your cat if to the I vet. I saw right? this
0: this stupid more exactly i'd be like why the fuck how did he get tangled how is he almost choking did he ha- lose some oxygen with the towel around his neck like what's going on because then and then further on it, chester's behavior only gets even crazier he tries
1: to show them <laughs> what a vampire does by biting harold on the he neck Also, he stares into harold's eyes and hypnotizes him somehow just through sheer force of fucking will <laughs> and, Like bipolar Her- mania, <laughs> you know, like yeah. everything. Harold
0: wants to say yes, master. Like, oh Guys, my I god, I do not need to
1: know that level of your business. That's a lot. That's a you thing. It's okay.
0: Keep it in the living room.
1: <laughs> that's where <they're>, That's <laughs> yes. That's there.
0: <laughs> anyway, and then like they're still not kind of getting it because they're like, oh, that was just a love bite, Chester. That's not really yeah. real.
1: Yeah bit him on the neck to the point where Harold is like, hey, actually, Al, hey, could you, why would you do this to me, actually? (laughs) And then they're like, why the fuck is
0: the cat wearing a towel? Oh, he's probably cold. And then they produce the biggest piece uh, of fashion item Mm -hmm. that I would love to personally own in my own closet. It is a 2020 look. It is a bright yellow sweater with purple mice Wearing cowboy hats.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, purple mice wearing cowboy hats. I don't know
0: if I want to be a purple mouse wearing a cowboy hat or just own this sweater. But this is peak fashion.
1: Hey, you know what? No one's holding you back. You can be both. <gasps> You're right. Golly, it is spooky season. What if this is just my Halloween look? Ooh, that would be such a good. That would be. I would love that look. <laughs> like, I am going mouse. to
0: cosplay. A purple mouse, wearing a cowboy cowboy hat, hat, wearing a yellow sweater, covered in purple mice, wearing cowboy hats.
1: It's incredible.
0: Apparently, there's only 16 of them on this sweater. Harold says that. So, that makes the screen printing job a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, Chester's embarrassed. Harold's nursing his neck.
1: Yeah, he's just, he is uh, deeply, deeply unhappy. But, uh... Later that night, he smells something atrocious from the living room, Uh, and he goes down, and Chester has covered the entire living room with garlic.
0: This is such a hey, kids bit. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. Because I have never once found the smell of garlic to be terrible.
1: Oh, me- well, here's the deal. I love the smell of garlic. Uh, Too much garlic is painful for my nose. Like, it, it physically overwhelms me. I am sensitive to smells, though. But
0: yeah, everything smells like garlic. Mm -hmm. Everything smells like garlic. And Chester is even wearing a little garlic necklace. There's a picture. There's an illustration of Chester with his
1: little necklace. He gives one to Harold, too, to wear. And Harold's just like, all right, I guess. Sure. Uh."
0: He he does. And then he gets the whole, like, no, Chester, I'll be leaving this room right now voice. Mm -hmm. And it's very silly. Mm -hmm. They write that whole thing out. And he's sick, and then the Monroes clean yeah. Chester off
1: as they the Monroes get up after the evening and uh smell the garlic, see the garlic, feel the garlic, and <sighs> they give Chester a bath to make him upset I feel to to get rid of the garlic, but also like, hey <laughs> you
0: you are acting up so goddamn much, you little terrible beast, but Chester's like, "No, the garlic worked, Banicula didn't leave his cage mm-hmm. And Harold's like, maybe he wasn't hungry is the thing. He's like, no, it was the garlic. It kept him in. It kept him in. And then uh, Chester decides to just continue fucking shit up, Uh, I guess. He
1: enlists Harold. He's like, we're going to do this tonight. Right? Because in his mind now, for sure, it's it's vampire killing time. Yeah. Mrs. Monroe
0: leaves a stake out on the counter to thaw. Is that- to
1: Yeah, to defrost.
0: Ah, uh, defrost. Thaw. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, they leave a stake out. Uh, Chester brings out his uh, Mark of the Vampire book and asks Harold to help him do things. They, they try a few silly things with- uh... Chester enlists Harold's help to- <laughs> Pound Bunicula in the heart with a steak. And uh, there was a defrosting steak right over there. Mr. Motherfucking well-read cat over here doesn't know about this homophone. They're not even spelled the same. Hey, bud.
0: They're really not. And yet he's like, I have to. So he ends up. Here's what I'm vision- envisioning in the my mind. The illustration. The equivalent of like a cat. Yeah, the illustration and a cat trying to do like CPR.
1: Look at this. Look at him pound yeah. the shit out of this bunny's chest. He's he's straddling fucking... him. Yeah, that bunny
0: is still asleep, by the way. Like, he's mostly drowsy mm-hmm. because it's not quite nighttime for him to wake up. Dude is fucking full-ass right or left hooking the stake in the chest of this tiny rabbit. Mm-hmm. God,
1: it's
0: so this much. Is when,
1: this is when Chester reaches... Full Helsing. Full yeah. Van Helsing behavior.
0: Absolutely. And the family comes home, sees this scene, and is like, Ah, shit, dinner's ruined. Our, there's steak, like, juice on the floor and the cat and the dog and the bunny. What the fuck is going on? This is wild. And then everybody's just like, okay, all right, the, what, what's going on? Chester decides... One last thing I can try. He drags his water dish over, mm-hmm. tries to throw it over Banicula, ends up getting it all over Harold instead. And they're, the family's just like, okay, the cat's gone fucking insane. We're putting him outside. Mm-hmm. You You can come back when you're a decent gentleman again. Mm-hmm. And Harold laments this for a moment. But he also got to have a steak for dinner because Mr. Monroe was like, well, the steak's already ruined. Just give it to the dog. Yeah. And so Harold's like, I really, you know, the good part of the day is I'd had my yummy steak dinner. Except now the steak's gone because I ate it.
1: Poor Harold. He laments. Poor Harold. Poor Harold. Uh, And yeah. And Chester is just, you know, he's trying. He's trying a lot. And I appreciate that. It's a good look for him. It's not. He's doing. He's making some mistakes. His fucking beef pulmonary response is just a. Uh, just. There's so. The level of choices to lead to that decision. You've read Dickens, Chester! Beef pulmonary response is my new name. Okay, okay. I understand. Can I call you Madam and, uh... Pulmonary?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Madam Pulmonary is all I will be going by for the rest of Spooky Season. Thank you. All right, cool, 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 cool. Love Thank that. Thank you for respecting my wishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chester spends the next few days kind of hamming it up to the humans outside. He's extra lovely. He he follows the rules. Look at what a good boy I am. Harold, on the other hand, develops a lovely little friendship with our good boy Benicula. Benicula doesn't talk back, but he's a great listener. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just, he's a strange friend, but he's a friend now. Yeah. And that's just what this is. And suddenly, Harold realizes that, oh my god, Benicula's getting listless and, like, lethargic because eventually Chester gets let back in on good behavior. Mm-hmm. But Benicula hasn't
1: eaten chester has because chester's been stealing his food stealing his food and then terrifying him at night all night just just starving the bunny hey chester i need you to take a big step back was was the images
0: the illustrated picture of this is just chester wearing a garlic garland Mm Mm-hmm. And a tiny round bunny sitting next to him as he's got his claws bared and is like probably hissing like his back is to us. But this bunny is just so round and little. So after Chester terrifies a a child yes. for a while, Harold's like, what the fuck are you doing, bud? Like, stop. He's just eating vegetables in his own way. Who cares if he does it by, like, drinking him? It's fine. He's not hurting anyone. And Chester's like, no, he's a vampire. Today, vegetables. Tomorrow. The world. Like some pinky in the brain shit.
1: Yes, absolutely. He is going so hard going so far. He can't stop himself at this point, right? Like, he he's truly lost in the sauce.
0: So, yeah. After that, Chester goes, excuse me, I'm being cruel to be kind and... Harold's like kind to who you're kind of just being a dick and I promise by sundown next day my boy Benicula is gonna have a food
1: Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) and he immediately knew that um he couldn't help him do that uh, during the day because Benicula sleeps so heavily right so he knows that there's Mm -hmm. a very thin sliver of time between when Benicula is kind of conscious and Chester is still taking a nap after you know Whatever the hell he does all day,
0: also nap,
1: also nap, and yes. he's like, "Now's my chance." They have a salad on the table, so he does it. He tries. He gets <laughs> Benicula in, uh, make sure everyone's there, and he like has a Mission Impossible time frame thing, right? God, yeah. Of just like, okay, this is the only time the chicken okay, takes now, thirty-five now she... minutes to plate. I have about fifteen minutes before Chester wakes up. I
0: mean, yeah and he's just you know thinking of, it's it's very fun it's fun to in general it's fun to have harold be like the the uh, kind of stoic mm-hmm. narrator throughout the book and then at towards this la- last final chapters he's like aha i am taking action yeah
1: when he chooses to take sweet. action it settles the plot also like like there's yeah. it's it's a nice through line to have like the mania and the stoic and and the the genius and the the uh sounding board who is the wise sounding board too i feel like right because there is a level of of intrinsic understanding that chester loses because he's like going so fucking hog wild on all the shit he's yeah
0: yeah he absolutely loses himself in in just his delusion and his attempt at reasoning this because it stems from a greater fear Mm. Which is addressed in the last chapter, even though it's comically it's so, yeah, addressed. Oh, it's so
1: cute, but it's like, still addressed. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I it's think a It's a happy cute. ending.
0: Benicula's the youngest child who's also goth. Yeah, the <laughs> youngest baby goth. Lay off Benicula. If he wants to wear a cape to school every day, that's his prerogative. Yeah. That's like, you know, it, it, do you. He's li- Like, that's because that's the thing. When I was a child, I definitely was on Chester's side. All the way through to the end of the novel, and I also thought that Chester was being treated unfairly by the end of the novel, as mm-hmm. I was like, nobody listened to him, Benicula's still a threat, he's inherently threatening. Don't know why, those tiny glistening eyes, again, mm-hmm. haunted me. Like, for some reason, I thought when this book ended, as a child, I thought, there's gonna be more, and is gonna kill somebody, or <laughs> something like that, you know, like, ah, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's, there's, there's gonna be more, and Banicula's threatening. That that was me as a kid, and then I reread it as an adult, and I'm like, okay, I'm still with Chester in regards to I spewed dumb pedantic shit all the time, and I I feel an inherent kinship with this terrible child. Of course, yeah. But now I can be like, ah, wow, the jealousy ain't that hard to see at all. Yeah. this this time, like you know, his actions are very readily explained as feeling you know pushed aside and also threatened which yeah. again valid feelings mm-hmm. however don't just kill the thing that threatens yeah. you
1: don't uh don't <laughs> torture another creature just because they don't please don't the way.
0: suffocate someone with a steak
1: or starve them for for days actively days? work on starving them that's a lot hey chester <sighs> that's that's a whole lot so big plan get benicula into the salad And it's very
0: sweet because Harold carries Benicula into the salad in his his mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Chester and Harold had tried earlier. And Harold was like, I don't know how to carry him. I've got a big mouth. I'm not sure how Mm -hmm. to do that. And then in this chapter, it's like Harold gingerly and gently Mm -hmm. picks up this half drowsy Benicula and deposits him in the salad Mm -hmm. bowl. And there's this whole little bit of feeling, you know, very worried carrying mm-hmm. like he doesn't know that Benicula understand what's going on everything like that but he still is just like here I'm peacefully and stealthily depositing you at
1: your food and I thought that was cute. It was. It was it's very cute. Bit. And and it's he even talks bit. about like I should hold him gently like a mother would, right? Like he, he yeah, which is very sweet and kind. And I like that they that's a nice little lesson for kids too about how to like engage with animals and how to try and respect their bodies in, even if they're, yeah. you know, figuring stuff out. Um, But Chester is having none of this. He wakes up and somehow just knows someone's not (laughs) someone's ruining my horrible plans, runs into the kitchen (laughs) and jumps into the salad to try and murder this rabbit. Just absolutely. Mm -hmm. This feels like something someone who might have had a bunny and a cat together might experience. Honestly, the proportion of the original illustrations are so realistic that it just has that good weight to it that it's like oh yeah. yeah this is a this is a rabbit getting chased by a cat oh geez and it's that's also tense. the
0: si- the size of the illustration is mm-hmm. like this bunny is a fraction of the size of this cat just mm-hmm. desperately springing out of the salad bowl
1: while chester is running after benicula and they're careening around the kitchen harold literally yells run benicula turn <laughs> and, and benicula looks and is like huh he goes i don't know just like get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> Which is very cute, but Nicola understands. He's here for this friendship. He can. He's here, he can listen, he just can't talk.
0: And Harold does the only thing that he can, which is just bark as loud as he goddamn can. And the whole family is summoned by the boofing. And everyone's like, oh no, this is it. That's it, Chester, you fucked up one too many times. And he just, Chester, this is the most dramatic sentence in this entire book chester rolled his eyes heavenward and didn't even try to move like chester genuinely after after mrs monroe goes this is chester's last day and he's like this is it take me i've done all i can for you fools i will suffer no longer like i just the amount of drama in that i could picture this fucking cat like on a fainting couch like oh Oh, no, I've done what I could, and it's too much for me. Go on without me. Meanwhile, Toby is like, wait, hey, Panicula looks a little sick, mom. And they're like, oh, I guess let's take all of them to the vet because they're all going fucking insane. And probably Harold needs his shots. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Harold's like, Thank God they're gonna do something, and then they're like, and let's give the dog shots too. And he's like, This is the worst decision I've ever made in my life, and I regret every second of it.
0: This is a disaster. This little effort of mine is the worst thing I've ever done. Life is mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. full of
0: misery and pain.
1: You live God. to suffer.
0: So <laughs> uh and I really like that the 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 end of this 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 last chapter is all's well that ends well almost Mm -hmm. and um looking back on that night harold's like oh it seemed so hopeless but actually as it turns out uh chester was diagnosed with um needing emotional help because he's overwrought and they give chester a cat psychiatrist to work with
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because he's dealing with a case of sibling rivalry yep
1: of middle child syndrome essentially i think yeah I remember reading
0: this as a kid and coming from a culture that spurns mental health or mental oh, sure. uh, diagnoses and stuff. I remember being So like, did wow. I. It's
1: called the 90s. Um <laughs> Oh, you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, cultural there is a no, totally. there's you're, a huge you're... cultural yeah, thing yeah. for sure. I I mean, I'm not oh, I get not you. no I'm not I'm not butting you. Yeah, We're yeah, good. Yeah. I'm just uh, I'm yes ending culturally. Wild. Me rereading this now. Oh my god, I'm so glad he gets to work out his emotional issues. Yeah. And, like, understand that he's not any less valued as a member of this family just Mm -hmm. because somebody new got introduced.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know what? Benicula gets put on a a vegetable juice diet, which is perfect. Works out very good. It's very sweet. And then
0: the best part of the day is that Harold didn't need any shots. He was all up to date. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. He didn't have to get any.
1: And that really... And he
0: got a doggy pop.
1: Yeah, he did. Which I'm assuming
0: is just, like...
1: I have no fucking clue. Don't look at me. <laughs> I've had dogs... I don't know. I don't... Hey, I, I think it's a bad idea to give your dogs food that is on a stick. Just general rule. Yeah. Take it off the my stick. My
0: thought was that, in my mind, what I imagine... I'm gonna start a business venture. Join me on this. Venture capital. Are you thinking Let's dog go. soda? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking dog soda. I was thinking rawhide-based lollipops, right? Where it's like a thick rawhide mm-hmm. handle, mm-hmm. looking like mm-hmm. one of those classic bones, like mm-hmm. the bone in Among mm-hmm. Us, you know? With like this sort of wrapped ball of, yeah, of the bacon meat on and bone. like dried, like chicken skin like or whatever, like all the dry goodness. Historic club. Like fucking Fred Flintstone ass club yeah. made out of rawhide and bacon. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a dog pop.
1: That's <laughs> good. I mean, that'd be a good, fucking, you get one a year. It's like,
0: <laughs> that was enough calories to get you through the whole year, probably.
1: But yeah, so it was very sweet. And then
0: the last, Ugh. the last little bit is
1: the Go chocolate, ahead. the fucking chocolate cupcakes again. Oh, yeah, the last little bit is like, hey kids, what if you poisoned your dogs a little? Just one last one for the road. Please do not give your dogs chocolate. No chocolate.
0: Please don't don't give your dogs chocolate. They're yeah, because this all this all comes off of like. Harold and Chester returning back to their norms and Chester talking about like, hey, Harold, you know, we've never really truly fully communicated. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to amend that. And sometimes, just sometimes, Chester goes down to the basement and screams because he's trying to find himself. And Harold understands and just lets him do that. And please don't give your dogs chocolate because we literally end on that is just two chocolate cupcakes. I hope that's what I'm getting. And it's like, please, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. The mystery that I was left with that made me uncomfortable. Hmm. The the sort of Lovecraftian's cosmic horror of Banicula.
1: Who wrote the note?
0: Something something prompted Harold to bring this manuscript to an editor. <laughs> Banicula murdered somebody. And Harold had to get this out. Okay, probably not. But it's the, the, that's the mystery I had as a kid, is why the fuck would Harold feel the need to bring this to an editor saying, like, I've changed the names. I've kept the secret. This is a whole ass mystery. But also everything's fine. And Vinicula's my best friend. Something happened. They found a knife. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Nika, things do Maybe not I'm have paranoid. to involve murder, you know? <laughs> really? Not every time i mean Not most every... times it's okay it's a little spice but it's just a it's just a bunny it's just a buddy all right it's just
0: okay here's the alternative are you ready they live in a wealthy cul-de-sac the neighbor has an award-winning garden bonicula got out an entire year's crops ruined the prize well you know what out of her
1: hands we will come back to this in next year's <laughs> sequel the celery stocks at midnight
0: the celery stocks at midnight we're skipping holiday and it's not good
1: holiday Inn is not good so before we go i know this is not related necessarily but sure i don't know what's a good what is your like spooky what is your spooky pick for this season i think we have the same one because i'm we're gonna watch it right after this
0: <laughs> oh you mean like like a recommendation yeah, like sure. a spooky recommendation sure oh i have so many
1: mm-hmm. Mm. I know you do. I know you do.
0: Okay, how about we each do a a film or show I and just a got, book?
1: I, you know, I don't read a whole lot of horror books. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like I, I okay. got one. I'm then sorry. you? How about you do the movie and I'll do the book? Okay, cool, perfect. Um, mine is not direct horror. It is a retelling of the Phantom of the Opera as a glam punk surf rock musical called phantom of the paradise uh-huh it's crazy and so entertaining and just very bizarre uh and also there's some faustian elements because why not throw a little faust in there why not little oh yeah smidge of faust throw
0: a little faust i love it i love a good retelling because honestly uh the book recommendation that i have uh this is for adults absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> kids if you're listening to this podcast do Uh, My recommendation for Spooky Season is The Hunger by Alma Katsu. It is a retelling of the Donner Party incident Mm. um, in a really wonderful, beautiful way. So many times while I was reading this book, I remember thinking, oh, I hope it turns out okay. And then I just remember that history did actually just happen and (laughs) no matter what i know the outcome the the outcome of the donner party is that uh people during the oregon trail like settling westward movement uh got trapped during a very bad winter storm in this one particular like valley and they were snowed in couldn't move uh had had to had to cannibalize each other to live um it's a retelling of that and it just makes it even more terrifying than that already is so take that for what you will i love a good retelling mm-hmm. i love a good take the source and work with it just mold mm-hmm. it and have a good time so
1: yeah absolutely hell yeah
0: well we're gonna go enjoy spooky season uh, i guess our joint our joint recommendation <laughs> is we're about to watch the haunting of bly manor um yeah. watch that and the haunting of hill house oh it's, it's a good yes, time absolutely I promise.
1: so good um very good you said the word joint i just want to let you know that
0: <laughs> oh man i can't believe i've done this in this podcast you walked right Aww, into that one, baby. Kids. You're in my damn.
1: You're in my kingdom now. Uh, Woo!
0: <laughs> I just walked through a door that said sixty nine four twenty and didn't even notice
1: sixty nine uh, four twenty. Goku NBA All Stars six. <laughs> anyway,
0: all right, you absolute dipshit. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this was this was fun. We're gonna definitely do more one offs like this in the future. Mm-hmm. And you know, read books, have fun, have a good night. All right, bye. bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We hope you had as good of a time as we did. First off, let's all thank James and Deborah Howe and Athenaeum Books for the very fun adventures of our favorite vampire rabbit. You can find links to get your own copy of Banicula in the episode footnotes. We'd also like to thank our friend Matt for making our intro and outro music. You can find him at nice Wizard Music on Twitter. Check him out. Hit him up. Make him slap the bass.
1: And, of course, if you'd like to send us comments and get updates on episode releases, you can follow the Lit Kid Lit Twitter at litkidpod. Or, if you'd like to follow us individually, you can follow me, Kara, at BishojaWorld. Or Nika at Gossamer Owl. That's Bishojo with a U and Gossamer with two S's. You can also email us at litkidlitpod at gmail.com. You know, it's a it's a good classic Gmail. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. I think you've cracked the Cause I
0: because I was I was thinking for a second like why would you just have a bowl of dry just beans? pintos, you know. Just Pinto sitting For on the, the table. Ca- How would he open the Some can? Some
1: people want to live. Some people want to. Oh experience yeah! No, no, no! I things. love stick your fingers in the can. <laughs> Nika, I'm a hedonist. You can't stop me. A container of dried grains, uncooked protein. <laughs> Fuck yeah! My hands are going all up in there. Did they do another one before that? But with the steak, they they read, oh, you have to hit him in the steak with a heart. And that is my favorite nope. illustration. Harold,
0: Nope, you try that again. Hit him in the steak with a heart isn't the sentence.
1: You're right. You're right. Uh, hit him in the heart with a stake. <laughs> hit him, you know, pound him in the heart with a steak. <laughs> pound him in the heart with a steak. 100% deep in that prego. And...
0: You ever just have to like take a second to just understand the bullshit that you have just uttered, deep in the prego? Get out of my house!
1: I said it specifically to upset you, and I'm so glad it <laughs> worked. You fucking asshole!